And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Come on, crawl out of bed. Another Happy day ahead. Thursday. Yeah. We're almost uh, to the end of the week. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's my birthday today. Happy birthday. Thank you. Did Brian know? I don't think so. Nobody knew? Uh, snuck our boss, by. Kevin in D.C., wrote me earlier. Yeah. Oh, really? Email. All right. Yeah, thank you, Kevin, for oh, that. Oh, all right. Yeah. He's up? We keep him up at night, quite <laughs> frankly. It's... I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But yeah. He's up for the wrong reasons. And thank you, Kevin. Uh, I replied. That's very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that's very, very nice. nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife made me a peach cobbler. And I tore through it already. I, got- I just... I It's the best in the world. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't care if anybody else got any. I, I'm telling you, I probably ate more than half of that myself. I got you the same thing I got you last year. Nothing. Not a thing. That's good, though. Because I told my wife, I said, you know, because she made it for me the other day <laughs> when we were off. And, and I said, well, but if you make one now, I mean, you're going to make one for me Thursday on my birthday and then yesterday I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I probably have had enough of the sugar <laughs> for a year. So thank you, and you, we're good. I'm my birthday. Uh, You're getting closer. You're getting closer yeah. to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. Well, I'm ten years behind you now. Yeah. Is it ten or nine? Ten. Yeah, I'm fifty-eight today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You seem so much older. I know. I feel much older. <laughs> Seriously. You're you're ten years older and I'm thinking I feel like calling oh, you ten, sir. ten years from now. <laughs> ten years? 
10 years? No. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I have to put my peach cobbler in a blender. Which, by the way, I won't mind at all. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just one day at a time, you know? One day at a time. I have got picked out because of our picture. People have said, okay, well, that's you because you're older. Yeah. And they're not pointing at me. Yeah, no, that's about right. <laughs> Especially when I wear a beard. My beard is almost completely white. Is it really? Yeah, when I wear a goatee. Did you have a goatee when I worked with you? I've had one on and off throughout the years. Okay, so in the last 18 and a half years, you've had one. Yeah. Okay. The picture the night that we were, uh, I think it's on our website. The night we were on C-SPAN, I had a goatee. Oh, that's right. I actually got compliments on my goatee on C-SPAN. No other compliments at all. <laughs> but, yeah, my beard is, is like, white. It's well, white. Yeah, I got the comment on my big head. Yeah, well, there's that. The um, Remember how close the camera was to my head? Yeah. I'm not kidding. The camera was less than a foot from my head. We have head. a tiny studio. Yeah. It's very tiny. Very tiny studio, and yeah. the camera was right at my head. We could be broadcasting from a smart car and have twice the room. (laughs) But, yeah, I'd... (laughs) An EV has more room than our studio. (laughs) And my my buddies that I've known since grade school, you know, that uh, from Del Rio, that we all get together, and many of them, their hair is completely gray. And my my hair isn't. No, it isn't. You know, I have gray hair, but I, it's not. My mom asks me all the time, you color your hair? No, mom, I don't color my hair. I don't. And Your mother asks that? Yeah. Wow. You sure you don't color your hair? No, I don't color my hair. See, the guys the- would ask me that, too. Yeah, you're coloring your hair, aren't you? No, I'm not coloring my hair. See, I never got that from my mom. It was always focused on one thing. Yeah. Are you getting fat? <laughs> oh, no, my mom did that. She was, my mom was like, you know, because... We didn't get to see our parents, you know, for a couple of years. And after COVID, I went to see my mom and my mom was like, "Oof, you've gained. And she actually said that. Oof, you've gained some weight. Not like, just you've gained some weight, but it was like, oof. oof. And it was like, oof. Can I see some ID? <laughs> and, and she said, you've gained some weight. And I said, well, mom, it's COVID weight. She said, well, how much COVID did you eat? COVID weight. So when I and I just cry- can't get it off. Yeah, when I stopped crying, my dad and I had a nice conversation. But yeah, it was no, it was. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's what I get to. But and now for a segment called "Just Something I've Noticed," brought to you by our friends at Motel Six. Just something I've noticed: bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know. There's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 
or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. Everybody say thank happy you. birthday to Eric. Yeah, thanks. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we Just won't, another day. We won't do the candles on the cake. It's a fire hazard, so <laughs> it's actually against the law. We can't do that indoors. We can't have that many flames going at one time. Would it be against the law here? Could we have, we could have a birthday cake out in the kitchen for you. With one candle. We're not going to, but... No. No, we're <laughs> we, not. We could if we wanted to, yeah. right? Well, neither, neither of us would eat the cake. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Neither of us would eat the cake. We go, I okay. Was, yeah. I was doing so well over the Christmas break, I think. Ah, eh, that's not true either, actually. I, I did eat a lot of chocolate. You know, we didn't have the same... I bought the same amount of candy for the same kind of visitations that we normally have, and we didn't have that, so... I was the hero. I stepped in to eat a lot of that chocolate too. So yeah, no, I've done uh, I've done my damage on the sweets for the year. Yeah, I overdid it Christmas too. Yeah, and I'm now back on my normal, yeah, super low carb diet. But I did cheat. Yeah, yeah. and I will cheat once in a while. The doctor, my sure. doctor, told me you got to cheat once in a while. Well, I mean, you know, and that's uh, that's why. I mean, man, if there's anything. That I want to have on my birthday. It's it's that peach cobbler that my wife makes, and oh, it's so good, so good. And so I had to have that. I couldn't close out my year and be done with the holiday eating, you know, without you know having a little birthday peach cobbler. So that was good. And uh, mm. now I can get back to it, you know. And um, yeah, I think I've cleared out all the candy though. That's the good news. Well, now after all that, I feel too old to yeah. like continue. And stuff. I know, I know. I need to sound older. Well, you know, it's interesting. My wife and I were talking about financial planning things over the over the uh, vacation, and I said, "Well, you know, blah blah blah, fifteen years." And she goes, "You mean six or seven years?" I said, "Well." Yeah, for that age, that will be in six or seven years. <laughs> but I mean, also, you know, the other stuff that we'll need um, 15 years from now, because it hit me. Oh, no, I, I was thinking 15 years out. It's like, because you and I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. I'm not looking at that 65 age and going, all right, there's the mark. You're clearly not doing that. Um, <laughs> well, you're behind I the curve. No, I was when I started on the show. Mm. I remember yeah. thinking to myself, yeah. okay, I, all right, now I've got this show and everything else. It's 65 right. yeah. or whatever it is, 66 years and two months it was for me. Mm. 
that would have been my normal retirement age. Mine's 67 and something. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and I can't, I don't, a, I don't want to look at it and go, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, inside of 10 years now, I don't even No. I no. No, and, and it's not in my 10 year plan. And I still don't, uh, I still don't do that. Right. I, I remember when you and I signed our last contract. And I think the first question you asked me is after we signed that contract, you said, another three years after that? Yeah. It's like, right. I look at you, I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I don't really have serious thought of it, but when I was, when I started the show, because I was 51. Yeah. No, I was 50. Mm. So I remember I celebrated my I celebrated my fiftieth birthday. Yeah, on the okay. show. Okay, and I was only here for a couple of months, wow. and then uh, by the time yeah by the by the time I moved into my house in two, early two thousand seven I was fifty one and a half. So, but um, uh, I remember thinking, yeah, another fifteen years. And I was thinking, because I took out a 15-year mortgage, so I'm like, mortgage would be paid off, I can retire. Right. And I was thinking, okay, I can golf every day. Right. And then I had these great plans that then I can go up and, and uh, you know, visit my family, uh, you know, my siblings, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, I guess I could have said my dad, because my dad's still alive Yeah. yeah. Uh, now. And uh, then I'm going to stay up there for an extra month and ski. Go to the ski areas down there. Yeah. And all this. I can golf every day. Almost then you realize when you get to be this age, I can't do that anymore. I, just, I, I can golf. I can't go. Well, I'm, I'm on a, because of my slightly torn meniscus, I haven't hit a golf ball yeah. in like, uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks. Right. And probably won't pick a club up until March. So, but I, I even healthy, I can't do that every day. Right. I can I can ride the bike, I can swim, I can do resistance training, and then with all that that I find to be the biggest pain in the butt because I hate just working out for the sake of having to work out. It's like, well, what can I do with that? You know, what can mm-hmm. I, and it's you know, golf is about it, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to ski. Yeah, I, no. if I if I skied yeah. once, yeah, I'd be sore for two weeks. Yeah, because I know, and it's. It's because of the you know the joints and everything else, but those are muscles you just don't use. So. Right. So it's like, why not keep working? Well, you know, for me, uh, I mentioned it to you off the air earlier. This is actually better than a hobby. I mean, this is my hobby. This is my interest. This is, you know, everything for me. You know, in terms of aside from family, this is it. You know, world events and and things that are going on, uh, conversations about things that are going on. Because it's, to me, we're, we are reaching that critical point. It's, it's always been important, but we are reaching that critical point. And I think that, you know, right now, it's, it couldn't be a more interesting time to do what we do. No. You and I talked about when Trump was elected and you had some so-called, quote, conservative talk show host quit because it was getting... Remember that? It was in mm-hmm. all the trade magazines. Yeah. Talk show hosts are quitting. They've had enough. Mm-hmm. It's gotten uh, too loud, and the, mm-hmm. anger is, the anger is like it's never been before, and mm-hmm. it was time for me to get out of. You and I looked at each other and went, what the hell business did they think that they were in? Right. Yeah. This isn't, 
you know, if you want to be liked, you know, oh, you could be a music DJ now. The people that hate the music you play, <laughs> yeah, or go do my, a, a my, podcast or a YouTube channel. Yeah, go or do something. exactly. Yeah. Go do exa- do what you want there, but right. you don't get into this because you wish to be loved. No. Now there are people you do get people that love what you do, but there are also people that really hate what you do, mm-hmm. and so it's got to be more than just you don't. I don't think. But I don't think you ever did this. I never did this for the celebrity part of it. No. In fact, an, no. an, an old girlfriend told me when I got this show and was on for a few years, she said, you got exactly what you wanted. I go, what? And she said, you've got tons of listeners and almost total anonymity. And I looked and I go, oh, my, no, God. You're, my God, you do know me, don't you? <laughs> well, our agent hates that, but it's actually true. And it's, <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I started doing the radio thing when I was 18. Right out of high school. I started at this job, going back to the old show, one month shy of my 31st birthday. So I was 30 years old, you know, and it was, you know, so many things have developed and is as issues developed and you, then you get, you know, fast forward to 2001 and then now you fast forward to 2024. Oh my gosh. I feel like with so much going on, I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like this is, yeah, I, you know, every day is brand new because, oh, my gosh, look at everything there is to talk about. Well, there's two things. It's we we are at a point where the problems that we face, that we that we clearly face, our biggest problems are domestic, and we've reached that point where the BS that we've been sold that will work mm-hmm. uh, has now hit up against reality. Yeah. And I don't want to miss the opportunity to be a part of of analyzing that each and every day. I just right. And so when right. you say it's more than a hobby. Well, because I'll be doing this is it your anyway. hobby or more than a hobby. Yeah, I'm the same with me. Right? I'd be nope. sitting home. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'd, you know, I'd, my, I'd, I'd become my buddy Jeff, well, Facebook ranting. Well, that, and it's, it, you'll be ranting with people that aren't, you know, our audience loves, you know, this kind of conversation. If I'm sitting there, you know, talking to my dog or my lovely wife or, you know, one of my kids, it's like, you know, eh, all right, well, you know, they love talking the issues. They do. But it's not the same thing when you get to actually vent and rant. You know, <laughs> you're not the old guy in the kitchen. <laughs> now, is he making a sandwich? How long does it take to you're make a sandwich? You're the old guy sandwich? on radio. Exactly. You know, you and and that's it. You, it, it's. I think it is the most interesting time to be part of the conversation because there's so much that is part of the conversation. You know, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's so it's it's so insane right now. Hmm. Um, it's so critical. It's so insane. Yeah. But there's so much humor in it. Yeah, because <laughs> there's humor in everything. Yeah, you and well, I both well, dabbled in stand-up range. comedy, so yeah. we all we know that that uh, you know comedy is based on reality, and and there's so it, much absurdity, well, and that's where comedy lives quite often. Well, that's the point. It isn't that it's based on reality. The comedy is the reality in what's happening, right? And we'll get to some of that coming up next. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products, tested, trusted, guaranteed. Since 1920, a unique period in USDA's crop progress reporting takes place in the winter months. State stories focused on specific winter crops and conditions. 
The first state stories report of 2024 was issued Wednesday for the period closing at December's end. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says among the news of note from that report. Winter wheat conditions have generally improved across some of the real key hard red winter wheat production areas of the central and southern Great Plains. And we've also seen an erosion of the favorable conditions that we saw earlier across the lower Midwest due to drought conditions. As for topsoil moisture condition ratings by state. Of states currently reporting topsoil moisture at least 40 percent very short to short. Dates in the southwest parts of the Great Plains, also several states in the southeast. Also included in state stories, pasture and rangeland condition reports by some states. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of uh, the uh, hour, a couple of things. Uh, first, uh, part of Bidenomics going mm. down the toilet, yeah. the giant offshore wind project that the Biden administration has promoted as this is Bidenomics canceled. Yeah. Why, even with all the subsidies, it's offshore wind project. All the subsidies, they still can't make money on it. They can't get it done. Nope. You know, that's the problem that they're running into. Is that, you know, back in the day, the abstract really was, think about this, how much spending was in the abstract. Because you could, you're spending borrowed money and you reach that point where you really don't have that luxury anymore. They're going to keep doing it to some extent, but not like they did in the past. And then the other story, here's a headline. America's plan to replace gas guzzlers with electric vehicles was doomed from the start yeah. from a liberal publication. Uh, we'll get to that and more on the way. Get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Uh, what was I looking at uh, here before I get to the uh, uh, EVs and the, the whole uh, climate change thing? Oh, here it is. Okay. I found All right. It. Uh, what do you got? Uh, so I, I saw this headline, Troubling... Trouble escalating for Democrats in blue states and sanctuary cities. Yeah. And it's an article in Politico. Mm. But that's how that's was the headline they gave it in realclearpolitics.com. And the headline from Politico was blue states open 2024 election year with migrant crisis escalating. New York City Mayor Eric Adams suggests local officials set limits on arrivals. Well, that isn't working too well for them here mm. at the moment, but. I just just I just want to read this because it just it just got to me where I just shook my head going, what? New York City Mayor Eric Adams had advice Tuesday for fellow mayors experience an influx of migrants set limits like he did. 
after Texas Governor Greg Abbott bust hundreds of migrants to transit stations in New Jersey suburbs over the weekend and end run around Adams' restrictions on new arrivals, Democratic leaders in the Garden State were seriously considering the advice. The mayor of one New York's or one New Jer- one of New Jersey's largest municipalities even said he arranged for a chartered bus to send migrants back to the southern border should more arrive in his town. Well, I guess my point would be hmm. if they didn't want to go because they came there. How are you going to force them to go back? Right. That no, would... that's 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 the things that Democrats are uh, acting like this is the case that you can just say, no, get on the bus. We're taking you here. Right. That's not how it's done. No. And, and they're accusing Abbott of human trafficking. Right. That, by the way, that came up again yesterday. Yeah, it's course. human trafficking. Uh-huh. No, it isn't. Yeah. You can offer anybody in this country, anybody who's in this country legally, Anybody can offer them. I could offer you. I could say, Eric, I'm getting sick of you. You got to go to Buffalo, and I could give you a bus ticket to Buffalo. Here's a bus ticket. All right, I'd fly in. Here's two tickets to Pittsburgh. I've got the miles. I'd fly into Buffalo. (laughs) You can hang out with Dad. Uh, But it says, and halfway across the country in Chicago, Uh which is set to host the Democratic National Convention this year, officials were scrambling to track asylum seekers after Abbott sent 350 to an airport 90 miles from a designated landing spot. His administration then bused the migrants to suburban towns, forcing them to find their own way to Chicago. The episode marked another pivotal moment in the national debate over migrant uh, resettlement. Democrats are now confronting a deepening crisis at the dawn of a crucial election year, and the ongoing feud over border control could determine who serves in the White House and who controls Congress. Uh, Democrats around the country, from Adams to New York Governor Kathy Hochul to White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, accused Abbott of heartless brinkmanship. How? Define that. Yeah. The federal government is allowing people into the country. Mm -hmm. They are temporarily giving them legal status. If the state of Texas says, hey, would you like to go to any of these cities here? Yeah, sure. Here you go. And if the cities of Chicago and New York weren't trying to stop the migrants from coming in now, they would arrive at their destination. Right. Abbott has done nothing wrong. Right. In fact, the heartless brinkmanship comes from the sanctuary cities that for decades have said, we will take you, come here, come here, and now you're turning your back. Mm-hmm. And then it says here, they said Abbott's moves to send chartered planes and buses of asylum seekers to far-flung communities outside New York City and Chicago were designed to sidestep rules requiring a coordinated effort to transport the new arrivals. What rules? They never state what the rules are. Right. Where, where are these rules? And he goes, Adam says, we're dealing with the bully right now, and everything is on the table that conforms with the law. The mayor said he hopes to pressure Abbott until he throws his hand, but he did not detail what that would entail. Well, Abbott didn't seem to care, proudly announcing on X, the platform normally known as Twitter, that Texas had transported more than 95,000 migrants to northern cities and more were on the way. 
Tell me what tell me what Abbott has done wrong. They can't. They throw out these accusations. If, if they could have, it would have happened already. Yes. The media would have been on that. They tried to make it seem like it was unlawful. We're going to be talking to some of these migrants to see if they were forced, if they were coerced against their will and all that. Well, fact of the matter is, is they're getting on there voluntarily. They're given a free ride to their destination. There's nothing against the law. Nothing. Yeah, and and a lot of them are saying, look, when Adams came to our country and told us not to come there, we thought it must be really a great place. That's why they don't want us to come here. Exactly. That's where we want to go. Right. It had the opposite effect. That was just. I mean, it's they're at a point, though, they know. I, I really wonder what the talking points. I mean, the talking points clearly have been go after Abbott, make this Abbott's thing. Uh, and and all his fault, but I really wonder if 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 the party, if the Democratic Party, is looking at these mayors and saying, "Look, you know, you're going to have to fix this." Especially in Chicago, Mayor Brandon is going to be hosting this summer the DNC, but New York City, the citizens there, the people in New York City. They're not happy with Mayor Adams at all over this whole thing because he can't turn this thing around. And he's not getting any help from the other brand. (laughs) Biden's shut the door on him. So then you blame it on Texas. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, no law breaking is going on here. And if their response is, we're going to send people somewhere else. Um, but okay, we can talk about whether you have the authority to do that, how you're going to do that, and we can have that, you know, debate. But the fact of the matter is, is it still doesn't fall on the state of Texas or its governor. No, no, it all starts because of what the Biden administration is doing. Yep. And normally, what the left would say, oh, okay, you're offering them. Uh, a free ticket to go where they wish to go in the United States. I don't know how that would be heartless. They haven't defined heartless yeah. in that in in that case. The other thing is too, Adams has said that the city has processed more than one hundred sixty thousand migrants since the spring of twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Abbott's only sent thirty three thousand six hundred to New York. Right. The rest of the roughly one hundred thirty thousand. Was the federal government exactly? Was the federal government right shipping them to New York City right, or them going on their own? Mm-hmm. But probably the most of it was the federal government. Is the federal government involved in heartless brinkmanship? I'm telling you, this has been a day where we've just torn apart every single argument. They don't have anything. No, they have nothing. They have nothing. It's just really poor. All right, a couple of other things. Global energy developers. Uh, is it uh, Equinor? Equinor. Equinor and BP on Wednesday announced that they are canceling the contract for a massive wind project slated for construction off the coast of New York. The two companies said they had reached an agreement with the state to terminate the offshore wind renewable energy certificate for their Empire Wind 2 project. 
They explain that commercial conditions, inflation, interest rates, supply chain disruptions prevented its contract uh, for the prevent prevented its uh, contract for the project from remaining viable. Commercial viability is fundamental for ambitious projects of this size and scale, and we don't have it. Yep, and that by the way, by the Biden administration has been promoting that. Like crazy oh, of yeah. the success yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of of Bidenomics. Mm-hmm. The other one uh, story was, uh, here it is, because this is from Business Insider. And you and I have noticed Business Insider, which is a liberal publication, have been putting some conservative articles in there. Or you would say maybe spin. Mm-hmm. This is what they have here from yesterday. America's plan to replace gas guzzlers with electric cars was doomed from the start. What? (laughs) Electric vehicles were supposed to be inevitable two years ago. Biden climbed behind a wheel of a beefy white electric Hummer to tout his plan to make half of all new cars sold uh, uh, electric by 2030. The following year, Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act which created a bevy of incentives for drivers to buy electric and for automakers to invest in EVs. This set off a flurry of new projects, EV plants, battery manufacturing facilities, and mining operations. By the end of 2022, the situation looked more promising. More and more Americans were going electric, and soon everyone would be driving an EV, reducing emissions in the process. The transition to an all-EV future seemed like a slam dunk. Mm Mm-hmm. It would not only give the government a highly visible way to show it's fighting the climate crisis, but boost the economy through new jobs and investment. But the electric vehicle takeover has hit some serious roadblocks. Oh. And they go through the whole point that the no longer is a country on track to hit the government sales targets. By the way, we said all that that they just claimed was, you know, great marketing was all BS. We said it from the very beginning. Of course. Uh, well, you got to sell it first, right? And and the only well, way to sell it is with a lie. Well, and the companies, the the one thing, and I know this is very tough for many on the left to understand, but if you can't make a profit, even with the subsidies, you can't continue to make that product. I know that's a tough thing that they just, well, just make it and it should work. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Doesn't work that way, and uh, they uh, you know go on to uh, uh, just uh, you know go through the industry analysts appointed to several reasons of the slowdown, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, including insufficient charging infrastructure and a lack of affordable EV options with the subsidies. Yeah, but they're a symptom of a larger problem. Ready for this? Mm. America's EV plan was flawed from the start. Instead of seeing EVs as one piece of a plan for more sustainable transportation, America focused on using EVs as a one-to-one replacement for gas guzzlers. But this one-size-fits-all solution fails to address our broader transportation problems, meaning emissions targets are likely to be missed and other transportation problems will go unaddressed, which is exactly what we have been saying for the longest time, is it not? No, I mean, you know, this is exactly the the scenario from the beginning and which is why uh they're right at business insider this was doomed from the beginning yep they're they're from the left and they're simply saying what we have been saying from the beginning and have been severely criticized from the left 
for what we've been saying that now they admit is true. Like uh, every other issue that exists out there right now that the American people care about. Over and over again. Reality is hitting on pretty much every level. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Just uh, quickly, the Epstein uh, list came out yesterday. You really don't get anything from it. I mean, for Republicans or uh, anybody who thought there was going to be, you know, any type of slam dunk to show, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Clinton or whoever, that uh, you had the irrefutable evidence Mm -hmm. of, of, uh, of uh, sexual crimes with right. minors, right. that doesn't seem to be the case from what was released. Yeah, so far, there that is not the case. Right. And, you know, who knows what we will learn or what it will point investigators toward, you know, in the future? I don't know. But we really, so far, haven't learned anything new, really. You know, there's not much that you can point to and say, okay, uh, this is proof of this. Right. You know, so. I mean, you do have, you know, the uh, interesting hearsay. Well, sure. You know, you'd hearsay that. Things that Epstein was, said that, you know, about. Or or somebody Clinton said, or, or, or one of the victims, yeah, one of the victims said, mm-hmm. Epstein said it about uh, uh, Clinton that he liked, yeah. you know, young girls. Right out there again that's hearsay it doesn't get you anywhere right and republicans aren't even going to hit that much because the clintons aren't going to be part of the discussion over the next year no no they're not and and that's why i think that well i don't know but clinton didn't object to any of it coming out no that's true he did not This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. 
The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.